Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Um, You know, getting in the holiday spirit. I don't know when this is going to air. Could be after the holidays. Could be mid-holiday, but... um. You know, I'm getting in the holiday spirit, driving around, wondering when the inflatable, like, holiday characters became so overwhelmingly overwhelming. Can I tell you, there is there is a neighborhood right next to my neighborhood called Montecito Heights here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And this is one of my favorite neighborhoods in Los Angeles. Look, if you want to find me at a rec center, you're going to find me at the Montecito Heights Rec Center. Um, Great neighborhood, just nice kind of middle-class neighborhood. You know, nice little houses, little rec center, liquor store. What's the rec center like? You know, down market. That's how I would characterize it. What's in the (laughs) vending machine? Um, and, uh, on, there's only a few streets in this neighborhood, small neighborhood. And, uh, there's one, uh, there's one front yard that is by an apparently insane person called Eduardo Mojica, Mm -hmm. um, who has a bunch of homemade displays about his CDs, which I think were brought to him by aliens. Mm -hmm. And then... There is a front yard that so is. So what CDs? What CDs are these? These are CDs of his rock music. He only okay. sells them on Saturdays and Sundays, along with his. I believe they're called Pigeon Vehicles. <laughs> this is real. I'm not it making sounds like, this okay. up. <laughs> I kept meaning to bring this up on the show, but I wanted to take notes first, and now here I am going off half cocked. Right. I yeah. believe they're called Pigeon Vehicles. I believe mm-hmm. he only sells them for a few hours on Sunday. It's one of the signs in his front yard that he's hand painted. Right. Another one just so says it's like a Rolling baked potato. Stones. It's like a baked potato at a steakhouse. Yeah, <laughs> only exactly. get it exactly. Only get it in a certain so, window. So anyway, uh, there is this one front yard that I walk past with my dog pretty frequently mm-hmm. when I'm walking my dog, and uh, this front yard is just a sort of standard size suburban, semi-suburban front yard. Not big, I would mm-hmm. say but completely consumed by inflatables. So yeah. you can't even see the front of the house. Like there are probably in a in a space that's maybe, you know, t- 20 feet by 18 feet, there's like nine of them and they're two stories tall. It's nuts. I haven't noticed I haven't noticed these since this year and now it's like it is just every couple blocks there will be a Santa minion looming over you. I'm sincerely worried about this house that that if there's a fire, they may not have sufficient egress. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know about that problem? Insufficient egress? Sure. Yeah. The firemen are just are are pawing through the wreckage and they find the charred (laughs) corpses underneath a giant Grinch. (laughs) They got tangled up in their own Grinch. Oh, no. Uh, Snoopy Santa killed them. Right. (laughs) Snoopy Santa. It wasn't the fire. He was smothered by the Shrek. Yeah. The Um, fire was started by Eduardo Mojica. The holiday bafflement that I saw recently was I was at a gas station and... uh, 
you know, there was the person getting gas next to me got out and I could see in their car and on the It dash, was less of a car, more of a sleigh. This guy was fat. Yeah. Uh-huh. This guy was fat and a huge beard. And he had a he had a map, and it on the map had an X on every house in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had this huge list divided into two categories. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Santa. Um, so in this in this car was like on the dash. Hold up, that was fucking Santa. Yeah. And he was he's buying <laughs> cigarettes and lotto tickets in the gas station. <laughs> he's just buying some snooze. Yeah. So it's kind of tobacco pouch. In this car on the dash, there were there was like the destroyed foundation of a gingerbread house. <laughs> so like a hurricane like, had been through. Yeah, kind of. It was like like graham crackers and frosting and some gummy bears. So I could tell what this was. I could tell that this was a gingerbread house at some point or a graham cracker house, but it ain't a gingerbread house. And this person who I, I think was like just a, a, you know, 30s, a woman in her 30s and 40s. I think what she was doing, is she just had this gingerbread house in the car and was gradually snacking on it as she drove. Yeah. That was the rules. explanation to me. Like how, some you know, people Jordan have life. That I can explain it to you. Some people have life figured out. and We don't. Yeah. We're I mean, fucking what do you, I mean, I keep a, around. I like, keep a bag of nuts in my glove box or a, you know, a fig bar or something. I could be driving around. And, and if I get the, if I get the the hungries, those midday hungries, I should just start snacking on a ginger house. Sometimes uh, in the morning, I will drive. I will drop off my children at school in Altadena, California, mm-hmm. and La Cañada, Flint Ridge. And um, once I drop them off, it's if I'm going to the office, it's kind of a long drive. And I'll be tired. I'm driving on a shitty freeway. It's a long drive on very shitty freeways in Los Angeles. Some of the worst freeways. And uh, I finally, I end up in uh, Silver Lake neighborhood in Los Angeles. And driving down this shitty road that's full of shitty cars. It sucks. I'll be hating my life. I'll be like, how did I drop my children off at 8.15 and now it's 9.45 and I haven't gotten to work? You know what I'll do? There's a Mexican grocery store on the way. Mm-hmm. You just pull straight into the parking lot from those little parking lot that you pull into from the road. I'll get myself a tiny Coke yep. and uh, some cacahuates. So they don't sell. At this place, they don't sell full completed gingerbread houses <laughs> no you just stick on the dash and snack get, on as you go you can get a tiny you know it's like a tiny bottle of coke like don draper would drink uh i don't know i mean i'm familiar with tiny bottles of coke i guess i don't think of yeah. that as something don draper i mean i haven't rewatched Mad Men in a long time yeah that's like the whole thing who... on Mad Men is sort of like it's sort of like an elegiac meditation on if a Coke bottle was smaller. I think he like was, it was I like mean, an eight ounce, eight and a half. Again, ounce I have not watched the show in a like while, a but I was a fan. I watched the whole series. I think right. of him like with a little whiskey, like a whiskey or a this is before or old fashioned or something. Jordan, this is before. So like, you're probably thinking of when he went to California, he was wearing the like bold colored right. stuff. This is just in the, in an, uh, in Pete the Campbell at Cantor's <laughs> in the elegiac haze 
of the early 1960s, and then the Coke bottles are smaller. It's like if you think of like a Coke bottle, you're probably thinking of like a 20-ouncer, but just squish it down, still the same dynamic form, and then and then double D's quaffing it. So yeah. that okay, so that explains why Mad Men was number one on Vulture's list of top ten TV shows with the smallest Coke bottles. <laughs> Fucking great list, just, by the way. Just, just edged out <laughs> Sopranos. Yeah. Should we bring our the guest into the Coke program? Bottles. Find out what he stops for. What he stops for is a snack on the way to work, and oh, whether yeah. whether like he that. has just Sali Limon. Or if he also has chile on his cacahuates. Our guest on the program, I don't like the chile. It's too much for me. The lemon and salt is enough. Lime and salt. Our guest on the program, one of the co-hosts of the Galaxy Brains podcast, a favorite here on the program, a man wearing his, on camera on a Sunday evening, wearing his uh, signature Don Johnson look. Of a salmon-colored <laughs> T-shirt with a sport coat on top of it. Dave Schilling. Yes, Hi, sir. Dave. Hey, hey, guys. This is an Hermes blazer that I have. Oh, thank right you now. very much. Wow. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. It's a, it's used. It's a hand-me-down yeah. that I bought off the internet, but nonetheless, the tag is still on it, so that means it's a, it's real. Yeah. Um, it's so good to be here, though. And Dave, I really appreciate it, and the, and the folks listening can't see this, but we can see this because we're on, on Zoom here. But I really loved how you came into frame by sliding over the hood of a Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then doing finger guns cool move. Uh, as I go, cool move. As, I, as I careen off the side of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm fine. I have a few bruises, but I'm okay. Uh, so good to be back. Um, I forgot, speaking of things you can't see because this is a podcast, uh, I forgot, Jordan, that we have the same poster. Yeah, we do have the same poster. I have noticed, I, I think this is a popular poster. This is... Yeah, it's Farrah Fawcett Majors from Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Yeah, right. And then, of course, next to it is What I Learned in College, and it's just a list of beers. Yeah. Yep, hey, yep, Dave. Yep. Dave and I Look both at, live in, uh-huh. in dorms. Right behind me, Ferrari <laughs> Testarossa, just like you. Yeah. Sick, sick. <laughs> uh, now, we have the uh, Ed Ruscha, uh, paint, a print of the Ed Ruscha painting of the La Cienega Norms on fire. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I love. I love the I love the painting, and I love that Norms. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so love that Norms. good times oh. at that Norms. God, I'd love going to the diner by myself, drinking coffee. That's what I would do to answer your question. Go back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a professional broadcaster, uh, tying the knot here on this conversation, I'll stop at a diner, mm. and I'll have some coffee and maybe some eggs. What about- A little sausage. Don't you have to get to work? No, I'm a writer, yeah, man. That's true. I'm a writer and a podcaster. <laughs> a I don't job. have to be anywhere. What Dave does is he orders the eggs. He just takes a handful of eggs, stuffs them in his pocket- Oh, just right down my pants, just into my crotch. Nice. Just a little bit of crotch eggs mm. for you in the morning is always nice. Mm. Just got to pull the pubic hair out. Some yeah. eggs, um, but other some than eggs that, for those spermies, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Cromlet, a crotch omelet. <laughs> a cromlet, there you go. Yes. God, uh, I stood in line. Do you remember, this is before COVID, of course, 2016, I stood in line for two and a half hours for a cromlet. Right, yeah, you know they finally. I mean, they were all the rage in New York. And yeah, by the time yeah, we got the them in French LA, love the they crumbs. were over them yeah. in New York. Yeah. Um, oh, also, if there's a, uh, another thing you could uh, like, 
eggs down the pants. You could say it's like, oh, it's a, uh, you know, these are over sleazy. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking <laughs> eggs over sleazy. <laughs> You're the Don Draper of coming up with names for eggs in the pants. Yeah. That's why I have. That's why I have this tiny Coke. <laughs> it's just that it's he's got that like the butcher paper, and he flips right. it, and he says, "Here's eggs over over." Sleazy, right. and then he takes a drag of a cigarette. <laughs> nostalgia, are... nostalgia is a powerful force. Quaffs a tiny. We all cola. remember. Quaffing uh, that Coke, Dave. I, uh, your podcast, Galaxy Brains, a fantastic show. I did it a couple months ago. I had a blast. Uh, we talked about how the tree creatures from Lord of the Rings reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time. Um, Something I wanted to ask you about, you recently, for your episode about Ghostbusters, not only got Dan Aykroyd, one of the Ghostbusters, to be on the mm-hmm. podcast. No, about you did You didn't. He got Dan Aykroyd, and I, and so I have not, li- I'll, I'll confess, I have not listened to the episode because I have <gasps> not seen Ghostbusters colon Afterlife yet, so I was avoiding spoilers. There's no spoilers in there. You could have asked me, and I would have said no spoilers. Well, listen, maybe if you listened, oh, right. we wouldn't have been canceled. Sorry you, sorry you were canceled. It's a great show. I hope you continue Thank in some you. form. But not only did you get Ackroyd, but I guess you talked to him about the ghost blowjob? Yep, yep, yep. That was a prerequisite for me agreeing <laughs> to do the interview. No, um, Yeah, we thought, of, we thought and thought and thought. Like, what do we want to, who do we want to talk to for Ghostbusters? Who, who is the person who's going to have the most interesting take about the deep and, and, and uh, fascinating Ghostbusters mythology? And Slimer said no. <laughs> Slimer passed. Slimer's agent is a real motherfucker. Oh, what can I say? Um, but we were like, well, I mean, it, Dan Aykroyd, obviously. It would be like, oh, let's do a Star Trek episode. Can we get Gene Roddenberry? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Star Wars. What's George Lucas up to? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, ah, yeah, let's see if we can get Aykroyd. We're going to do an episode about tiny Cokes. Let's see if we can book Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> I do not even know where you got this tiny coke thing. I've seen the tiny cokes. I know the tiny. Do you know, cokes. That, is I am I the only one who doesn't associate they have Mad Men with tiny cokes? I can't think of when he might drink a, a tiny a coke. But I think what Jesse is saying is that like things have gotten bigger. Yeah. Right. Like this, the portions uh, of the things that we consume have gotten much bigger. Okay. Mad Men is set in the early 1960s. If it were set today. Don Draper would be a over seven feet like Georges Mirasand. Yeah, he'd be gigantic, and he'd be drinking these big old, big yeah. old glass cokes. He'd be like bowl, or he'd be ch- forty four ounces, chugging a two liter, taking it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we got we we we, we got we, Aykroyd. to Aykroyd, and he said he said yes. He didn't say yes. His person said yes, and I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. I thought there's no way he's going to back out at the last minute. I imagine, Dave, that you were borderline up. Like, if it was me and I put out that ask and got a yes, I would be uh-huh. borderline upset that I got a yes because I would <laughs> feel dare like you? I could only ruin this. Like, Yeah, that's how I felt, too. Um, you don't want to fail you... in front of the founder of your favorite vodka company, Crystal Head Vodka. <laughs> the man who starred in Dr. Detroit. Yeah. Himself. This is the guy. I mean, I love Dr. Detroit. We've discussed this on Jordan Jesu Go many times, but this is the guy who created some of the most formative memories of my post adolescence, which is to say, the time I was driving home from Santa Cruz to San Francisco 
listening to Shade 4-5 on satellite radio, and there was uh, a G-Unit concert live from the House of Blues, and G-Unit was having a conversation with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Right, that's right. Dan Aykroyd at one point owned the House of Blues. And kept, Dan Aykroyd just kept listing blues musicians he liked. (laughs) You guys remind me of Screaming Jay Hawkins. (laughs) Other than the bone in his nose, you guys are the same. Remind me of a young lead belly. Uh, I think I think he was one of the founders of the House of Blues because that man loves blues music. He actually founded G Unit. Oh. <laughs> him and 50, he actually discovered Tony Yayo. Yeah, the, the weird thing is the G stands for Aykroyd, and I don't know how <laughs> yeah, that's I don't possible. Know how it works, but I just, it's very peculiar. Yeah. Hey, Dan Aykroyd is something of a unit. I think yeah. we can all agree. <laughs> we can agree. Dude's let me put, a unit. Let me put it this way, guys. Back in those days, Dan Aykroyd was not doing any tiny cokes, if you know what I mean. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> sure. those were that's a full two liter yeah. for yeah. sure. Straight up his Born nostril. A big gulp. <laughs> He combined some some of them in a, into a suicide. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh right, like yeah. It's when you mix c- cocaine, <laughs> he the cocaine, Dr Pepper. <laughs> That's what got Belushi. Right. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Right. That's a horrible thing to say cocaine, about that guy's best friend that did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I got Dan. Another I'm comedy to say genius yes. lost to Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what it was and why he wanted to do the show. Uh, was it? Does, is he a big mystery science theater three thousand fan and just wanted to talk to Jonah? Jonah wasn't there, so it didn't matter. <laughs> just like today, Jonah's not not there. Um, I just couldn't figure it out, and I thought, okay, he's gonna cancel. Then I realized I have to go to New York with my girlfriend because uh, the podcast she writes for, uh, Love It or Leave It, the the Crooked Media podcast, they're doing a live show in New York. So I'm like, I'm gonna go, but we got to record the episode. The Ghostbusters episode while I'm there, so I have to I have to record remotely with this person that I've been a huge fan of my entire life because I love Coneheads so much. Mm-hmm. So I remember Coneheads being pretty funny. You're the number one biggest nothing but trouble fan. Oh God! Oh but man! Yes. Just an excellent movie where he just eats hot dogs for twenty minutes. <laughs> my friend, my friend, growing up, that is so. Nothing but trouble is a famous like fiasco. It's like a it's like a flophouse movie. Um, yeah. My friend, my childhood friend, growing up, Matthew Dudley, legitimately loved that movie, and we would like watch it during sleepovers. Shout out to Matty Dubs. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a scary film. It is a scary. I, film. I don't. There's not a lot of jokes in it. It's just you know deformed mutant people and inbred uh, hillbillies. Uh, threatening to murder Chevy Chase, which I think is Dan Harmon's favorite movie of all time. I don't know why. Um, anyway, so we right. don't, we can't really like guarantee he's going to be there. And the publicist or or agent or whomever it is that my producer is talking to starts to get very aggressive at some point about like we need to approve the questions. We have to do this. Dan doesn't know how Zoom works, so it has to be a phone call. Well, most podcasts use Zoom in order to. Uh, facilitate a conversation right. these days, and we also usually have people record their own audio on their computer. This is a little uh, a window into the way podcasts are made, kids. So enjoy this a little tidbit. Um, that's how we make podcasts. So I'm at a loss. I don't know how we're going to get this guy on on the phone, or how we're going to do the interview, anything like that. Yeah. We dupe him because you can use a phone number to have someone call into a Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So we Wait, hold on. Just, uh, I I kind of I've kind of lost the thread here, Dave. Who are you going to call? 
<laughs> we, we, who are you going to call? How are things in your have... neighborhood, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. All how does, right. How anyway, does Bustin so he... make you feel? <laughs> All right. I'm going to finish no, my story I'm now. I'm, I'm going to finish my story now. So it, you have something actually happened to you. We should be letting you finish. It's fine. No, I continue getting these ridiculous puns through Dave, uh, on the show. It's fine. People are loving this. Nothing has happened to us in 18 months. That's true. Good point. <laughs> so Dan does call in. He keeps breaking up because he is in the middle of nowhere in Canada. <laughs> and he keeps trying to move his phone so he gets better reception. Right. So he's just rustling the entire time we're talking. And I have composed the question about the blowjob in such a way that he can never say that I'm being salacious. Right. And thank God for that. Because I do not want Dan Aykroyd being mad at me about this uh, blowjob question. Because it's something that I've heard him get very mad at interviewers for asking about nothing but trouble. I have okay. it's it's a thing where he's like really un, uncomfortable being asked about that. So I'm like, I don't really want you know to be the guy who gets him pissed off and then what are we going to do? Like he's bailed. So I don't know if he's going to be pissed off or not about this, but it, it, I get there. I get there. I'm going to tell you exactly what he says because you guys haven't listened to the podcast, of course, but um, you're at least going to know this little tidbit here. So here's what he says. Actually, let me give you my question first. Yeah, because I'm I am curious about because it sounds like yes, you, yeah. you this was important to you and you put a lot of thought. It's important in, to everyone. Oh, sure, yes, the scene in Ghostbusters that feels like maybe it isn't in there that we all actually imagined is in a montage. There is a ghost sneaking up on Dan Aykroyd in bed, and and it takes off his pants and he makes the oh I'm getting blown <laughs> his eyes his cross. eyes cross because that's how good <laughs> that the, brain the is ghost lacio is <laughs> he is getting absolutely garden hosed out there man <laughs> travels to the Just spirit wild yeah, his yeah. weed is getting whacked it's nuts um and the first time I saw Ghostbusters that scene's not in the movie. The montage of them like having their successes in business goes on because this, this is on ABC is when I first watched it, the ABC Sunday night movie. So that all this stuff happens. And then you cut to Aykroyd's <laughs> face, his eyes cross, and then he falls off the bed and you don't know why. You don't even <laughs> see the ghost, I don't think. There's certainly no zipper. Anyway, so here's here's how I ask the question. One thing I want to talk to you about is the philosophical implications of some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Ghostbusters is a romp. It's a fun adventure story. It's a comedy. But one of the things that always piqued my interest into adulthood is, you know, there are ghosts that can be intimate with the living. Uh -huh. There's a scene in the original Ghostbusters where your character, Ray, I felt like I had to remind him what his character's <laughs> name was because yeah. he's quite old, uh -huh. is intimate with a ghost. See, I don't say sex. No. I don't say he got his his uh, dick uh, chomped on by a specter. Right. No, it's very classy. Intimacy. Uh -huh. He says, yes, I remember the woman who played that. Her name was Kim Heron, and she was a Playboy playmate. She played the ghost. I wish they'd let the scene go a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> My response is, as a child, I thought the same thing. 
No, no laughter from Dan Aykroyd there. Doesn't realize wow. why I'm saying that. No. He goes on to say sexual encounters with spirits are very, very common. <laughs> very, very common. Very. They are incredibly it's, common. It's like Omicron. It's just spreading wild right. in the world. Yeah. Everybody's fucking ghosts sure. now. There are some people that I know that have a house that has a presence and they don't try to purge it. They say, you know what? I'm going to stay with it and I'll live with it. And the implication, of course, is that these friends are readily and uh, regularly fucking a ghost. Yeah. So they're in some sort of ghost thruple. <laughs> yes, exactly. A polycule uh-huh. with a specter. Yeah. So that that is it worked out great. He gave me an awesome answer. Yeah, sure. And then the interview goes on. He's rambling. We lose him for a little bit. He comes back. And I end the interview as Jesse, you know how to interview a celebrity. You say, all right, thanks so much. Goodbye. And they usually hang up because they don't want to talk to you. Well, he just starts going off about Crystal Head Vodka, how AMC Theaters is going to be selling special green drinks with Crystal Head Vodka for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And wouldn't it be lovely if we could share a beverage together one day? And I'm like, I got to go now. And he did not want to hang up. Wait. You didn't say here's my phone number? I know. I don't want to hang out with Yeah, him. why aren't you why are you talking with us? Why aren't you chilling with the act? You, in Canada? Yes. Danny. In the frigid winter mm-hmm. in Canada. Buy a plane ticket. Yeah. I'm good. I don't That's if anything is worth quarantining for two weeks after crossing an international border, it's drinking a green Ghostbusters vodka drink with Dan Aykroyd in, in outside Calgary. Yeah, I, I I don't think you guys understand. If I was going to spend time with, with Dan Aykroyd, I would be doing a lot of listening uh-huh. to him ramble on about um, ectoplasm and, um, you know, the, the, the Bermuda Triangle yeah. and how Amelia Earhart was actually uh, a demon. And like it was really hard to talk to him and not giggle the entire time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he seems like a wonderful, nice man, but a man that has interesting ideas about everything. Uh, he he had this idea that like ectoplasmic energy uh, could solve uh, global warming. That mm-hmm. if we just got rid of fossil yep. fuels and used mm-hmm. ghosts to power our society, mm-hmm. we would be much happier. And uh, I don't think I want to be that guy's friend. Mm-hmm. You know what they call know. you know what they call that, Dave? No. Ecto cooling. <laughs> oh, I ecto cooled our relationship. I was like, all right, pump the brakes there, Mr. Race Dance of the Ghostbusters. But I mean, I don't know if he still has any like stake in House of Blues, but he could have probably also gotten you like into a, you know, three doors down concert in Illinois. <laughs> I mean, I could have met Jim Belushi. What if you went to Canada? You did your two weeks of quarantine. You're kicking it with with Dan Aykroyd. And then his best friend walks in. It's Lloyd Banks from G Unit. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, let's talk Blind Lemon Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Let's light a blunt <laughs> and let's discuss blues music. <laughs> no, I just, none of this sounds appealing. I have a four-year-old child. I don't have time to be hanging with Dan Aykroyd. What if Neil Young came? He probably hangs out at Dan Aykroyd's house, don't you think? All right. Now I'm interested. Can I ask you guys a question? Does everyone know that Neil... I didn't bring up Neil Young to address this topic. Mm -hmm. Does everyone know that Neil Young 
was in a band with Rick James? I that sounds like something that is real. I could in not Canada. tell you what the band was. Tra- Traveling Wilbury? Yeah. <laughs> Traveling Wilbur. Right. It was, it was Neil Young, <laughs> Rick James, the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Rick James and, and Josie Neil and the Young. Pussycats. They were in a Canadian rock band together. Yeah. Huh. Rick James is from Buffalo. I'll be damned. Oh, interesting. That's right. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away from Canada, yeah. from the Great White North, from our neighbors up there. And he was our, he was already doing his two weeks quarantine, so he could hang out with Aykroyd. Um, Dave, you mentioned having a four-year-old child. Um, this yes. is something I'm always curious about when I talk to the childed. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's everybody's kids ask for for the holidays? I always like mm. hearing about what childed people are getting their kids. What's the what's the hot shit? Okay, so we went to Brentwood Country Mart last weekend. Wow. To see Santa. Wow. Uh, well, my, my ex-wife lives in Marina Del Rey, and so it's very close to Brentwood Country Mart, which is, she used to go there a lot when she was a kid because she grew up here. And I, I, I find it very pleasant you know, to be around rich people and smell perfumes and candles and things of that nature. This yeah. is like go to the Brent, Goop store. Brentwood Country Mart, this is like, I'm trying to remember, I think I've been there. This is like a, um, it, it's like there's this thing in the west side of Los Angeles, parts of the where it sort of is rural, but it's mm-hmm. very, very, very rich and also is not rural. Absolutely. Yes. It is very much um, kind of designed to approximate the quaintness of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that everyone drives a Tesla. Yeah, and like Drew Barrymore is wandering around, <laughs> returning some candles. Yeah, it's 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 pretty lame, uh, honestly. But my son loves it. They've got all kinds of stuff for him to do in a toy store, and it's easy to just like feed him lunch and send him on his way. Santa was there on Saturday last weekend, and uh, my son is Jewish, but we decided Santa's cool, right? Let's go have Santa... Uh, um, you know, impress my child because he's easily impressed right now because he's four. He sits on Santa's lap and Santa whispers to him as the picture is being taken, what do you want for Christmas? And my son, without skipping a beat, says, toys. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And Santa was like, what kind of toys? <laughs> he, he said, goes, just toys. <laughs> <laughs> just toys. to the toys. <laughs> and, then he, and then he shoved him. Wow. And then he put his cigarette out in his forehead. Your son was smoking away. this whole time during this whole story? <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. I should have said that part. I forgot that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was smoking uh, Marlboro Reds, mm-hmm. chain smoking, because he's got a problem. Uh, and then just <laughs> right out in his forehead, and then pissed on him. Uh, yeah, he just wants toys. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I get him everything that he asked for, really. And so he just wants more stuff. Once in a while, I'll pass. Like this is a kind of store that I feel like I I I see these days. Is this like a kind of toy store that just sells like brand free toys that you would think like the characters in the secret garden would play with. Like there are these (laughs) stores that just sell like blocks and tin soldiers and like trains. The only kind of toy store left there's that and target. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, when you, when your son just said generally toys, I just think of these like generic, like, you know what just, Santa is painting in a in a like drawing of Santa. He's like painting a little like 
eye on a dolly, just like a generic yes. dolly. Wooden trains. One wooden shoe from Sweden. Yeah. Here you go, young man. Yeah, it, it's, it's just like stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like, like a, when kids on TV dress up for Halloween and they're just like a cowboy or a space. It's like kids aren't that. They're like, they're all... All kids are Thanos now, right? <laughs> yeah, just deciding who lives and who dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that Don Draper would buy for his kids, you know? Like a little wooden horse or, uh, you know, a pogo stick. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I went uh, holiday shopping for my 10-year-old the, yesterday, uh, which is to say I went on Facebook Marketplace and I arranged mm-hmm. to go to San Gabriel, California, and buy a laser disc player from an elderly karaoke enthusiast. Ooh, wow. Damn. Yeah. That rules. I want a laser disc player. Yeah. He wanted to make sure I knew it worked and that you could turn the the singing on and off on the disc. So, <laughs> so is it for karaoke or is it to watch that particular cut of the Star Wars movies that everybody likes. Yeah, I think it's just for that one cut of the Star Wars movies that everybody likes. That's my understanding. It's without the it's without the special edition stuff, but it's still it's just, just to watch that one David Mamet movie about a bear and maybe like Robert De Niro or something. Oh yeah, sure. The Edge. The Edge. Thank you. <laughs> Is that the yeah, number yeah, one yeah. movie on, on Laserdisc? Yeah. I um Jesse, and I, I just want to say that it's really yeah. it's really beautiful that you are raising children who care about aspect ratios. Because mm-hmm. a lot of kids <laughs> yeah. they have, you know, TikTok and Omicron and Trump, and they don't care about aspect ratios. Right. Just because, a lot of kids you know. these days, you know, my son is in second grade there, mm-hmm. and um, I've been talking to him about some of his classmates, and a lot of them have motion smoothing on their TVs. Oh, no. Oh, or they have it. Actually, there's one girl there, second grade, this eight-year-old child, mm-hmm. has her uh, television set to sport mode. Ugh, ugh, uh, ugh, uh, ugh, kids they these don't even days, like sports. kids these days. Talking about care. color accuracy. What? Come on, Come on. that's you, not you what the filmmaker get... intended. <sighs> not at all. No. Guys, I- You gotta have a reference or something so you can really get it right and calibrate it properly. Like, give me a break, dude. Guys, I, ha- I have something for you. I mentioned that I haven't been uh, doing anything with my life at all for two years. Um, but I did start watching this show called Antiques Road Trip. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this show? It's different from Antiques Road Show, but it's also it has the same people. But from- the judges are Tom Green and the guy who played Stifler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> an obviously drunk Bill Murray. I was going to say they were appraising things while driving. Yeah. Oh, three thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's an English show, uh, where they drive around in a vintage car to different towns in England mm-hmm. and they buy antiques. And then at the end they put them at auction and whoever gets the most oh. money wins. Okay. That's cool. Very like genial that. show. A lot of fun. Um, they made an American version very briefly for public television. Uh, Fred Willard was the narrator, but then Fred Willard jacked off in an adult movie theater and it caused a lot of problems for the American version of Antiques Road Trip. It was only a one season program. So I was watching this show and I complained on Twitter about the fact that all the places they visit sound made up. They can't possibly be real because they're just driving around England. They're not even leaving England, but they sound made up. And I, I got 
I got I go sent over the top when they visited a place called Pately Bridge on the River Nid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be fucking shitting me, Pately Bridge on the River Nid. It wasn't a bridge; it's a town called Pately Bridge mm-hmm. on the River Nid. So I complained about that on Twitter, and then um, a Twitter user named Hophasaurus X. Uh, um, he was nice enough to share with me a picture of the region that Pately Bridge on the River Nid is in. He just took a screen cap of Google Maps. It's in Leicestershire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in England. And there was a long discussion of with people from Leicestershire who follow me on Twitter about different ridiculous names of things in Leicestershire. And so I've made a quiz for the two of you. You're going to be competing against each other. That's called Which of These is a Real Town Within About Five Miles of Shackerstone, Leicestershire, England? (laughs) Okay. So uh, Hophasaurus X's map just went from about, for people who are keeping track there in Leicestershire, from Stretton and Lawfield to New Bold Verdon. So mm-hmm. that's the area we're talking about. It's just the area between roughly Stretton and La Field and New Bold Verdon. And this is like if like there was an American town called like East Bacon Gunberg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All the towns apparently are called that. Uh, I just wanted to clarify, though, before we got started on the quiz, the following were cut off from the map. So you don't have to worry about these. These are just outside. I looked at a slightly bigger, slightly enlarged. Uh, So don't worry about Newton Burgo Land, Snibston, Mm -hmm. Ashby de la Zouch, Thorpe Constantine, No Man's Heath, Nether Seal, or Newton unthank. It's <laughs> fucking Dr. Seuss ass shit. It's pissing me Those off. Those are just outside the uh, radius of my, this map. All my all my exes live in unthank. <laughs> <laughs> that classic <laughs> country ditty. <laughs> um, so I'm going to let you go first, Dave. I'm going to give okay. you three mm-hmm. choices, and only one of these is real. Uh, Brian is going to be keeping track because I don't have a pen. Um, Dave, here are your choices. These are three places in Shackerstone, within about five miles of Shackerstone, Leicestershire, England. Uh, and only one of these is real. Mm-hmm. Badger's Rest, Barton in the Beans, or Cobble Toots? I'm going to go Badger's Rest. Incorrect. The answer is Barton Damn in it. the Beans. Mm. Fuck these it's a people. real fucking place. In this little map, like this is only like 10 miles across. No wonder J.K. Rowling is such an asshole. Yeah. Jordan. Bart, Barton in the Beans is when uh, you kick Hawkeye in the nuts. Okay. <laughs> kind of, I know that reference. Kind of funny, huh? Hawkeye from MASH? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hawkeye, Hawkeye Pierce. Jordan, here's yours. Sheepy Magna. Yep. Knobby Bottom. Or little porkers. <laughs> Boy. Dan Eckwood was in that movie, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I he was. Right. 
Let's go knobby bottom. Oh, incorrect. It's Sheepy Magna. Ooh. Sheepy Magna. I mean, there's only about 15 towns. I've right. used about half the towns in the map for this short quiz. Okay. Yeah. Are some of these oh. wrong answers like real towns that are just outside the region, or are they totally just nonsense sounds okay. pretty much? Yeah. Great. Dave, back well, to you here. All these towns voted for Brexit, I'm sure. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Three of these. One of these is real. Stankweed Castle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That sounds fun. Swepstone or Horny's Well? I'm going to go Horny's Well. What the? Incorrect. Heck? The answer is Swepstone. Swepstone. Now, to win this, one of you is going to have to get one of these right. Jordan, okay. it's. So, what it's, happens if. Yeah, we, how many towns do you have? Back to you here, Jordan. Okay. So, statistically, we should get one right at some point. At some but... point. There's only seven of these. So, okay. I'm very it's back stupid. To you. So. Which of these is real? Okay. Carlton, Philip, or the Fresh Prince. Mm, okay. Carlton, um, Philip, theming here, or the Fresh Prince. <laughs> um, Vivian is, is also. A yeah, I was going to say, is there go a town called cat. First <laughs> First Aunt Viv? <laughs> uh -huh. Um, Carlton. I'm going to. Uh, I mean, I here's. I'll I'll try and get at this another way. I think mm -hmm. that the I think that the real one is Carlton, and that made you think of the other Fresh Prince thing. So I'm going to say Carlton. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Mark it down, Brian. Shit, that right. is absolutely correct. It's back to you here, Dave. I'm in trouble. Three choices. One of these is real. Rumple's turnover, mm -hmm. sheep's rear dropping, or Orton on the hill. Mm. Orton on the hill sounds like a real place. I'm going to go with that because I have nothing to lose. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Not to Whoa, be confused with got Little Orton. Little Orton is right nearby. But that's okay. a and different place. And there's New Orton, of course, in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, back to you here. Yeah. Three choices. Only one of these is real. Peen's Circle, <laughs> Gopsall, or Skankwell on Ska? <laughs> so can, we, can, we, can we hear the... Let's hear these yeah. again. Choices are Peen's mm -hmm. Circle, mm -hmm. P-E-E-N, Gopsall, or Skankwell on Ska. Gopsol is so I I don't know how someone would like think of that. I'm just gonna say Gopsol because yeah, I you're can't absolutely see the, correct. Okay, yeah. You're absolutely correct. What's the score here, Brian, going into the final question? Um, it is two to one, Jordan. Okay, so good news for you, Dave. This is the final question, but it is worth two points. <gasps> Lucky me. Wow. So you can win. <laughs> this got so much more dramatic. I the know. Money ball. This is for the win. Here's your choices. Lion Witchy Wardrobe. <laughs> All right. All right. Norton Juxta Twycross. Mm-hmm. Or Splort. <laughs> so the choices uh, again are Lion Witchy Wardrobe. Yeah. So the title of the C.S. Lewis novel, but changed around a little. Norton Juxta Twycross. Or Splort. I'm gonna go to the last one. Whatever, blah 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 blah. The last one is Splort, Dave. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. To What's your choice? Splort. Is it Splort or? That's what Dan Aykroyd said when that ghost sucked <laughs> he his dick. Splorted. Oh, I'm gonna Splort. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, you're no. the winner. The answer is Norton Juxty Twi. Norton wow. Juxta Twycross. 
suck it haters. Uh, Norton Juxta Twycross. Yeah, it was haters, the only the one that haters seemed... are so fucking pissed right now. <laughs> they're seething. God damn they it. are. They're haters. having a conniption fit. Over. Oh, and I'm not just talking about the second Aunt Viv who got cut from Jordan's pitch for a fourth answer to that <laughs> <Right>. fresh, fresh <laughs> prince one <laughs> okay we'll be back in just a second on jordan jessica it's jordan jessica i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy Detective. Now, Jordan, every single time we make this program, we express our gratitude to the members of Maximum Fun. Why? Because they make this entire fucking thing possible. You know, now that I think about it, it's probably for the worst that they do. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? How dare you support this? We should be working for a nonprofit, saving whales or whatever. Instead of doing this horrible program. But anyway, our thanks to you for this program that kills whales, that actively yeah. harms whales. They play it in oceans and they the whales die. Right. <laughs> they they b- bash their heads suicide. against coral reefs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they eat rocks until they can't fit any krill in there. So anyway, <laughs> the podcast is sponsored by listeners and also by the good folks at Better Help. That's right. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help Online Therapy. And Jordan, if you're working through some shit like we obviously are, mm-hmm. Better Help is a great way uh, to get therapy. We're both big advocates of therapy. Um, obviously, we're not cured. You know what I mean, Jordan? But it's helped us a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And definitely, you know, I think that sometimes if you if you haven't done therapy before, it can feel a little bit weird. It can feel maybe you have a little bit of shame around it. Maybe you, you're embarrassed, but um, but but you really shouldn't be. It's it, it's it's an awesome, uh, awesome thing that you can do for yourself. And it, and it really it, it has really, really helped uh, helped me. It's helped us. So uh, we, we think you should give it a try. And a great option is better help it's customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to uh it can be more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours um and yeah that's really great because i i know that sometimes finding a therapist in uh, by other means can be uh, a little bit challenging a little bit complicated and it sounds like better help makes it really easy uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Jordan Jesse Go listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash JJGo. You know, Jordan, it's a lot better than just banging your dang head into that coral reef. <laughs> yeah, right. Give the coral a rest. Jeez, stop Louise. Rocks. You got to fit yeah. some hey, krill in there. Hey, Free Willy. Hey, Free Willy. Get stop. Stop, stop munching those rocks. Yeah. You got to filter some krill through your baleen. Mm-hmm. This is a different free willy, not the famous yeah. one from the movie. This one's <laughs> yeah, a, it's a baleen whale. This it's one's also a named free willy. Beluga a, whale. Right. No, wait, it's a beluga Gray whale. whale. Gray whale. Okay, anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love you, 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 love you,
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. A Jordan Morris boy detective. Dave Schilling, um, lover of ex-wives. I don't know. <laughs> you guys always surprise me with this. I don't know what I'm going to say. That's weird. No, that's weird. Dave, that's a weird one. Dave. You're right. It is a weird one. I, I forgot that I didn't like come up with something. Like other people's ex-wives or? All of them. You yes. have one ex-wife around the as world. far as I know. Do you have more than one ex-wife? I'm working on it, okay? okay? <laughs> Give the man some time. <laughs> we got TikTok. We got Omicron. We got Trump. I mean, how's a man yeah. supposed to get a divorce? Yeah. You got to let these things marinate for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, when something momentous. <sighs> I got to get our next wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you're going to be 40 soon. You got to marry oh, and divorce. You love them, but you got to leave them at the same time. It's tough. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? How the fuck do you expect to get a four-year-old if you don't have an ex-wife? I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. Take care of business, Jordan. I'm working. I just have a lot of shit to go. You're working through your own shit. It's fine. Get a new. Yeah. All right. All you got to do is marry and divorce. I'm work. I'm working on it. Just on it. the only thing is, while you're married, sire a manchild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sire a manchild. Yeah, so you can get that four year old. Have a like have a like have a <laughs> impregnate like have the baby come out four. No, yeah, you're suggesting if you're lucky, to wait. If you're lucky. You have to How wait. Do, do that unless you go in a bigger than, faster than light speed. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait. The child goes faster than light speed. How does that work? Depends on which edition of Star Wars you're watching. I guess you'd <laughs> if, you were gonna, if you were gonna send the child Rontos. You were gonna send the child faster than light speed so that it it could be four while you were still married. Mm-hmm. You would have to pack the spaceship full of baby num nums. Yeah. So it would have something to eat. Dieties. I just don't know that I could plort that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the thing? Plort? Splort. 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 You got splort. I don't know if I could splort that fast. That's where you and I differ, pal. <laughs> I've talked to a few of your ex girlfriends. I've heard that you do splort at light all speed. Right, okay. All right. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> you think this I'm working on it thing's going to catch on? <laughs> this is the best thing we've ever done on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's. Promise speaks, me you'll get a cut of the t shirts. It speaks <laughs> ill of our show to this point that that is the case, Jordan. Mm-hmm. But if we're frank, it's the best thing we've ever done on the show. 15 years we've been doing this show. We haven't topped I'm working on it. Mm hmm. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Dave. <laughs> that was my idea. I, I like that you guys are not taking credit for a thing that I just said. <laughs> well. I guess that's how it works in showbiz. Yeah, well, showbiz, yeah, we're working on it, okay? We're working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Hey, I'm working on it over here. Come on. <laughs> what the hell? I'm working on Gabba it. Ghoul. <laughs> okay. Yes. Gabagool. <laughs> so, uh... When something momentous happens to you, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here's one person who called in with a momentous occasion such as that. 
Greetings, Jordan and Jesse, possible guests Tom Sharpling, and all the wonderful people at Maximum Fun. Close. This is John from the Fern Rock section of North Philadelphia, and I was just driving on the Roosevelt Expressway, which is a very interesting road in our area, and the cops had the exits blocked off going the other way for what I assume was a dump truck parade. It was a parade of dump trucks, dumpster trucks, pickup trucks, and all sorts of guys driving trucks. So thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Love you too. That's what I asked fucking Santa for for Christmas. Show me that dump truck parade. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was going to say, that's what they call what I walk by. <laughs> Ooh, here comes the old dump truck parade. Honk, honk. <laughs> I got a big ass, folks. Jordan, you know. It doesn't, We've met before. It doesn't matter where I'm going. I'm doing that honk the big rig horn motion. Just Me and Trump love a big rig. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, how's your dumper? What's your dump base like? Yeah, what are you dragging behind you, dog? Oh man, speak up! I'm speak up. What are you dragging? Mini Cooper. <laughs> oh Lord, oh, boy, I got a little, I got a little Fiat back here. I got a smart car. Yeah. Oh, mm. I got a smart car in the pants. <laughs> I got a hatchback. Ooh. Man, a Subaru. Right by, uh, right by my house. Speaking of shit that I've looked at while I uh, walked a dog. There's somebody has like a real, just like a little regular front yard with a little regular little kind of driveway type deal. No garage, just a little driveway that's like the shape of a car. Back a fucking big rig cab into that shit. Fucking most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Park a big rig cab in your front yard, your urban front yard. That rules. What do you think's in there? Jeez, I mean, gold bricks. I was going to say meth, but sure. <laughs> Gold seems plausible. Yeah, yeah. some of each. Yeah. <laughs> some sort of Breaking Bad subplot gone wrong. Meth and gold deplutes. I mean, if you had a big rig full of gold, what would you buy, dude? The answer, of course, Another is big rig. toys. <laughs> toys! Toys! <laughs> yeah, to- toys! Just toys! Dave, you're a writer, so you probably relate to this. We're really creative people, and we always come up with great new ideas for segments mm-hmm. on this program uh, that we've like copyrighted, thought about, worked on really hard. It's not just people calling in and then saying whatever they want, but putting a segment name at the beginning of it. That's what it um, is. Yep. Stuff yep. we've so thought of through our creativity. Um, so, Brian, why don't you play one of those things that we thought of? Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brian. And guests, this is Landon from Austin, Texas, calling in with a, uh, a entry for the famous segment, My Cousin's First Hollywood Job. So my cousin several years ago finished film school, and his first job that he got in Hollywood was uh, building a monkey cage for Kirstie Alley. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> he finished the monkey cage and ended up getting hired on. I think he worked for her for a few years filming like documentary footage for something she was working on that I don't know if it ever got released, but um, ended up going on and having like a, a fairly successful TV career in TV production. So uh, yeah, I guess the, the road to success is, paved with monkey cages or something like that. Anyway, love the show. Love you guys too. 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, wh- I wonder what Kirstie Alley thought of the monkey cage. Did she find it comfortable? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Dave. I... The gag here being that she lives in the monkey cage, not that she has yes. a pet monkey that's that's on the fucking Of course rampage. it is. Is, yes. is monkey ownership part of Scientology? <laughs> you have to learn to care for an animal lesser than you right. with a brain smaller than yours. And I wish that's why she adopted Chris Kattan. <laughs> oh, it was from Mr. Peepers. The, you know the him. Classic Chris Kattan you love him. character. That's Man. right. Yes. Do you guys think probably Chris Kattan's a really nice guy and we sh- and I should mm. feel bad about not liking him on TV, right? No. Yeah. I don't think you have to feel bad about not being a fan of his. I mean, it's fine. I saw him eating alone at a Vietnamese restaurant once. Sounds Whoops among us Kattan. hasn't done that. I was before. also doing that. We were both doing yeah. that. I don't think he's a mean guy necessarily. I just uh, don't care for his work. Well, you know, Chris Kattan. Would you guys? How much would it? Ta- how much do you think uh, it would take in budget for you to build a monkey cage for Kirstie Alley? Um, you want to? You want me to quote you on the spot? I mean, come on. Materials. Yeah, including materials. Don't ask a professional this kind of question this is just on the microphone and go give him time to prepare. This is a spider monkey. Am I de- yeah, am I de- am I dealing with the monkey too? Because I'm I'm jacking up my rate if there's a risk of my face and genitals getting ripped off. <laughs> this is just I want to be clear, this is in a chimpanzee. We're not talking about a orangutan. Yeah, anything in that zone's gonna rip off your face and genitals. I'm though. just talking about a little old spider monkey. You're incarcerating an animal. This guy eats old, you're not gonna little, like oh, it. You say a little old spider monkey, you let you don't your guard have to down. buy the next thing you know, you're getting your face and genitals ripped off. Maybe yeah, using its story. prehensile tail. Jordan, you don't have to it's buy a... the grapes. Kirsty provides the grapes for the monkey. <laughs> right. This monkey the fucking story in the loves grapes. That's like candy to a monkey, Jordan. Nah. You let your guard down for one second. He's wrapping that prehensile tail around your genitals. cash on the barrel head. Kirstie Alley pulls it out of her wide-shouldered, primary-colored suit Mm -hmm. that she's wearing, left over from the television show Cheers, I guess, is the premise of that. And she pulls it out, cash on the barrel head, $25,000, build me a monkey cage. What do you say? Praise, praise Zenu! I'm building that cage. Yeah. <laughs> building it, I, building it for the big guy upstairs. And by upstairs, I mean in a volcano. I think. How about a few extra grapes for Daddy? How about you, Dave? I gotta go 50k because I want to take yeah. the 25 for myself. Yeah, and then the other 25 is for the building of the cage. Like yeah. I want to make a really nice cage. You got to have a margin, Jordan, and you got to consider that. Uh, lumber prices are high right now. If the monkey yeah. gets out, is it on me? Like the monkey? <laughs> well, I just like the the blame. Like, <laughs> are, like our lawyers gonna come after me if the monkey gets? I off? mean, I don't know where the monkey's going. He might get You'll up. Rip on off you. faces and genitals. <laughs> he might get up on yeah. you because you you're the man with the grapes. I'm not gonna have any grapes on me. Yeah, and you don't know what was gonna set off the monkey. It might think that you're like a a threat to its uh its territory. I have Googled how much does a monkey cage cost. <laughs> yeah, great. It came up pretty clearly on Google. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, does anybody want to do a guess? Fifty thousand dollars. Tell me a little bit about the cage here. Uh, this is just from a 
uh, blog.allpetsmedical.com. <laughs> okay. So this reputable is just sources. Reputable sources. From a standard animal slavery website. Yeah. <laughs> this is caring for primates, colon, how much does a pet monkey cost? Okay. Got it. Um, Do you want to, does everybody want to guess? I'm going to guess $50,000 for a machine made, for a machine made, like imported from, you know, a factory where they make iPhone screens when they're not making monkey cages. <laughs> I'm going to say 12000 no, $8,000. Wow. Dave, are you locking in 50000 Locking it in, baby. Cost of monkey cages. You can purchase mm-hmm. ready-made indoor cages between mm-hmm. $650 and $900. <laughs> Conversely, conversely, outdoor cage. I don't think they're using conversely. That's not conversely. Outdoor cages will cost between thirteen hundred to thirty five hundred dollars. However, the cost of monkey cages will ultimately depend on size and durability. Well, there you go. So I want to make a really durable, sizable cage. And so we got a for a small monkey. We got a couple of the categories. I've had a lot of problems, Jordan, with my monkey being too small, and so it wears out too fast. (laughs) Couple other categories here on this blog: cost of food, <laughs> veterinary care, and lastly, we have diapers for pet monkeys. <laughs> I'm factoring all of that in with my estimates. They can also wear out too fast if they're too big, which is what happened to Georgie Mirasan. Oh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? I don't I know. Believe he died. Star yeah. of My Giant, a died classic of being film. Too big. Do you guys want to guess how much mm. monkey diapers cost, according to <sighs> blog.allpetsmedical.com? Yeah, probably the same as human diapers. Yeah. Standard. <laughs> I mean, the real expense would for for owning a monkey, Jordan, it's going to be all those baby num nums that you got to yeah. buy. Yeah, you got to have the num nums. Uh, many primate owners choose to diaper their pets. This is because they are not easily or reliable to house train. You can purchase a three to four month supply of diapers for around sixty five dollars. Wow. Yeah, that's how much actual people diapers. That cost. seems affordable. Many. They probably don't make like monkey diapers, right? There's probably people just go out and get huggies. Yeah, you cut a little, mm-hmm. you cut a little tail, tail <laughs> slot in the back. <laughs> Huggies little scooters, you know, they got those. <laughs> you got to get those little scooters because they got the elastic yeah, right. leg holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So you can potty train them. Many primate owners choose to diaper their pets because they shouldn't be pets. <laughs> <laughs> they should just shit in the woods like a bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this does remind me of the lady who had the pet. And then uh, it ripped her face off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, actually, no, I think it was she had a friend over and it ripped the friend's face off. Oh, mm-hmm. And then they, she got the first face transplant. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Call in and tell me I'm Yeah, a fool. was the first face tra- transplant a, a result of a monkey attack? I don't know. Yes, it was. It I was, absolutely. You. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. These people had had the monkey for years. Can I tell you something I've been thinking about a lot lately? Hmm. Yes, please. Kirstie Alley's super fucking funny on Cheers. I just think she's underappreciated. I think she's super fucking funny on Cheers. I think she's great. In fact, I think that everybody always says that she's the she's the lesser of the two female leads on Cheers. And I think she might be the better one. I think I might like Kirstie Alley episodes more. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. I like Coach. Coach is my favorite from sure. the whole show, but I think Kirstie Alley might be better. Well, now it's out yeah. there. Like mm-hmm. your genitals are outside of your body once a monkey gets its prehensile <laughs> tail on them. 
away and just pops it Jim, off. It can goes, I ask you a question? Yeah. When that monkey went before the monkey went at you, mm-hmm. did you have internal genitals? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in a sack. <laughs> you got to keep them in safe. a ball sack. <laughs> yeah, the, the monkey's you, ripping you them out of the sack, up. Jesse. The whole thing's up there in that sack. Everything's in you, the sack. <laughs> you curl it up and then you unfurl it when the woman presents herself. Thank you. Two Dave zero knows six. about. Dave knows I know I've had a habits. kid before. Okay, I had a kid. Two zero six nine eight four four fun or JJ Go at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Cow. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, we're headed to San Francisco Sketch Fest, Jordan. It's gonna yes. be great. We'll have a lot of fun. Guess who we just added to the program? Oh my gosh. He's it's a not. fucking legend. Um, He's a fucking. You're maybe not talking the, about. You're not. What, you don't mean. You don't not. One you of don't the mean. greatest Jordan Jesse Go legends of all time. He's back in the Bay, and he's back on Jordan Jesse Go. Yes, that's right. Ashcon. Yes, Ashcon, the singer songwriter behind Hot Tubbin, <laughs> the the most beloved guest who hasn't been on our show in seven years because he's not in Los Angeles a lot. He was living in New York for a long time. It's too far from L.A. Uh, but Ashcon joining us on Jordan Jesse Go at SF Sketch Fest. And who knows who else? Yeah. Who knows who else? It's going to be an extra- a truly extraordinary event. Closing night of SF Sketch Fest, January 23rd at the Gateway Theater in downtown San Francisco. We've been playing that Gateway Theater for over 25 years. You'd think at this point we'd have grown our audience a little, but we haven't. So we're at the Gateway (laughs) Theater. It is a great theater, though. It's a wonderful theater. It's awesome, yeah. 8 p.m. Sunday, January 23rd. You can get those tickets at sfsketchfest.com, sfsketchfest.com. And yeah, we we really hope to see everybody there. It's going to be a blast. Uh, Bring your Vax card, bring your mask, all those things required to get in. And uh, yeah, we're we're excited to see everybody again. Uh, SFSketchFest.com. We also have a message up on the Jumbotron where our listeners can share messages with our audience. This is a message for Evan from Mike, Liz, and Rose. Uh, Evan, by the way, is short for Evander. They just wanted us to know that, Jordan. I'm Now I know that, and I'm better off for it. I had assumed it was short for Evanworth, but um, it's good to know. It says, Mazel Tov on finally finishing school. Mike and Liz are cavelling for you and the example you've set for Luna and Scarlet. And although Mike doesn't say it enough, he's so proud of you for everything you've accomplished. And he's grateful to be your little brother. Rose might be happy for you or might have just taken a dump. Do you think Rose is a baby? Rose has got to be a baby, right? Rose loves dumps. Rose loves dumps. <laughs> no, Rose is the big sis. That's what I think. Yeah. Rose loves dumps was the um, is the title of my favorite Golden Girls episode. Oh, that is a good one. That is a good That's the never aired one, right? Right. Yeah, that's the one that was too hot for TV because it included oh. too much shitting. <laughs> Only... Only on DVD. If you have a message for one of the cast members of the Golden Girls or one of the characters from the Golden Girls, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron uh, and you can share that message with the world. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jessica. 
This week on Tights and Fights, Austin Creed, better known as WWE superstar Xavier Woods, unbalancing his many passions. This dude actually wants these ridiculous things. He wants to wear a crown. He wants to be a G4. He wants to have a Yacht Rock band. Like he wants to DJ at a, at a festival one day. WWE and G4's Austin Creed on Tights and Fights. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in the theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she stand up to her? Oh, good God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? We never know when we'll see ourselves in a movie, but that search for recognition is exactly what we're going to talk about on the podcast, Feeling Seen, with me, Jordan Cruciola. Each episode, we'll bring in a guest to talk about the films that they see themselves in and also the ways that movies have fallen short. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Seen podcast here on Maximum Fun or wherever you find your podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dave Schilling, lover of ex-wives. Davey Dave, uh, you are the co-host of uh, the podcast Galaxy Brains with our friend Jonah Ray. Yeah. Now entering its final episode. Congratulations, Dave, on an extraordinary run on the Galaxy Brains podcast, getting too deep into film. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the congratulations. It's sort of like congratulating the pilot of uh, a plane for crashing it. No, for <laughs> landing it successfully. Well, Sully Sully got a whole movie made about him. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Sully got I a whole when... fucking movie. Didn't you see that with uh, Denzel Washington? <laughs> yes, that was his that was him. Yes. He drank too much and then yeah. he crashed Played the plane. in all plane movies <laughs> into the Hudson River. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The guy was on the wing and William Shatner said, "Oh god, there's a guy on the wing." Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in the cockpit and he's, he's like, "Are you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar?" You know? Yeah. We're yeah. talking about the Langoliers. And then, right? uh, Harrison Ford says, "Get off my plane." And yep. Wesley Snipes says, "Always bet on black." Yeah, plane uh-huh. movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many snakes on my plane. There you go. <laughs> this all happened in Sully. Yeah. All of these things happened in Sully. Yeah. It's a beautiful Sully. movie. It's incredible. A goose flew into his engine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those parody films called Plane Movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Superhero movie, scary movie, plane movie. Yeah. Somebody should take the movie Soul plane. airplane down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> really stuffy film. What if there was a goofy version of Airplane? <laughs> would you say Sully, Jordan, would you say Sully is your favorite movie based on a goose flying into an air, airplane engine? Uh, no, I would say my favorite movie based on a goose flying into an airplane engine is Willow. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. How about you, Dave? You you have any favorite goose films? Favorite goose films? Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun is probably the correct answer to that. But I tell you what, what, what I wouldn't mind goosing is uh, his old dump truck. You know? <laughs> Thank you very much. By the way, uh, we do have some research that Brian has conducted. Just a quick update for our audience. We already know this information, but uh, Kirstie Alley had a dozen lemurs. 
just so you know, Jordan, just so you know, Dave, in case you weren't paying attention, 14 lemurs. Is a lemur technically a monkey? Is a lemur part of the monkey family or is it like a raccoon? Mm. No, I think it's a type of like a, it's a, one of those flat fish, like a flounder. Mm, okay. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Technically. True. It's a fruit because it has seeds inside. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lemur is technically a legume. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> allergic to legumes. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie called Santa Claus, uh, C-L-A-W-S. Yep. Uh, my children wanted to watch it. It's probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. In a really boring way, just just purely boring and horribly bad. Is it like uh, a Christmas like parody horror movie? No, not at all. It's just a fucking movie about talking cat kittens that save Christmas. Oh, claws for the cat. Yeah, yeah. Of and course. then there's just this. So one. wait, is this good or it's this great? Right, it's a great movie. No, this is. I think we have a bad connection because you were saying it was bad, but the, the premise sounds movie. good. Maybe our Zoom connection is. It's maybe the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, and I saw the movie Battlefield Earth in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in this movie, there's just a part where Santa says, "I'm allergic to legumes." It's the only good part That's in the movie. Funny. <laughs> says he's allergic to legumes, and then later on, he goes into anaphylactic shock. This whole movie is based on. Santa's allergies. Huh. And uh, in the movie, when he goes into anaphylactic shock, uh, he gets really mad because somebody gave him a peanut butter cookie. And he says, I told you I'm allergic to legumes. <laughs> it's just a good Sounds part of the good. movie, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Is it an animated or is it a live action? It's a live action in its own way. The action is not okay. that live. It it approximates yeah. uh, human reality in some. Brian's way. showing us pictures of lemurs now. Let's end this show before we look at all these. <laughs> yeah, so we can look at the lemurs in peace and not feel <laughs> obligated to comment on them. We can just oh, look man. at them and enjoy their beautiful tales. I'm looking at. He's just got one of these image searches, and I'm just, I'm not to brag, guys. I'm taking a look at this parade of dump trucks over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lemurs. lemurs. Dumpers. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Was genitals Girl. curl into that sack <laughs> prison wallet on that lemur <laughs> uh dave Schilling uh from the galaxy brains podcast dave Schilling, jonah ray go take a listen to it it's a lot of fun uh you can hear jordan was on an episode what was your episode jordan we did lord of the rings we had a lot of fun the rings that is a lot of fun yeah great movies our last episode yeah it's about the matrix oh uh, you should check it out matrix you know dave there's a lot of philosophy in that movie <laughs> don't remind me Dr. Cornell West I, I gotta read a whole book just to understand the movie <laughs> or a bunch of books and ride around on a cool motorcycle like Keanu Reeves that guy's great Dave Schilling has been our guest on the program Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer you can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne you can hashtag your tweets hashtag JJ Go you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. I took my migraine medicine earlier. I'm really out of juice. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.